You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, listener, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Katie Bach here, and I am joined by Chris DeGuzman. She is going to share with us an amazing tool to support you in discovering your strengths. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited Chris was here with us today. I was lucky enough to participate in a workshop with Chris about a month or so ago. And um, she really, really opened my eyes to my strengths, to which when I first learned them, I was a little bit upset about what my strengths were. And she really opened my eyes to understand my strengths and how I can use them to support myself in all areas of life. So naturally I said, oh my gosh, Chris, you have to come on the podcast. We have to share this. And so here we are on the podcast today. So Chris, tell listener a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So I have my own coaching practice. It's called Freshly Coaching and Consulting. I work with individuals and teams to develop their strengths um, to support their work and their personal lives. I've spent 20 years in education. I was a teacher, a school principal, and then I worked in a professional development office where I collaborated with colleges and universities. Um, And during that time, I saw the profound effects of helping people recognize and appreciate their own strengths um, from students, teachers, um, even sometimes parents, you know, working with um, administrators across the district. We, we have a tendency to look at ourselves and always think about what do we need to fix, what's wrong, um, where we can improve. And when we stop and think about all the things that we do really well and put that energy into using our natural talents, it really is very empowering. So that led me dig more deeply into the coaching world and start my own practice. Um, I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach. And the tool that I use is the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which is used globally uh, to help people identify their unique talents. And I have to say that, you know, everything Chris was just saying about strengths and how we tend to look at, you know, what's not working versus what is working is so, so important to living free, living fulfilled, right? And this is this is why I asked Chris to be on here because we naturally kind of gravitate to what do we need to fix about ourselves? What's not working? What's wrong with us? Why can't I do this? Why do I feel this way? You know, and I know personally, I overanalyze everything. I always want to understand the why behind it. I want to know the reasoning. I want to logically be able to piece it together and understand it 
to this like full capacity. And a lot of times what that does is it, it sinks us into this energy of judgment and we're judging ourselves. We feel like we don't fit in because we can't do something that somebody does, you know, in a certain way and we can do it a different way, but it doesn't fit in the box of, you know, how we're told to do it. And, and there's just so many things out there that kind of ask us to fit into specific boxes. And in, in reality, we are all unique. You know, I'm unique, Chris is unique, you're unique, and we have our own unique strengths. And what I learned from doing the workshop with Chris was that these strengths can actually be used to support me in growing business-wise, in growing in my personal life, in building resilience, in having less stress, and all of these things. And so knowledge is power. I don't remember who said that, who that put, but knowledge is power. And when you have this knowledge of your strengths, you get the opportunity to use them in a way that supports you versus worrying about what you're not so strong in. Because now you have these tools that, you know, I'm strong in this. So this is why this works this way for me. I'm not wrong. I'm not bad. I'm not, not, you know, the same as anyone else. They're not fitting in the box. I am just, these are my strengths. So the tool that Chris uses is the Clifton Strengths. And I know a lot of times you hear this within professional atmospheres, right? You hear this, you know, use this for your business, use this in your, you know, professionally. And it's a great tool professionally. It's also a great tool in general for you in your life. It's not just for business or professional uses. And that was really why I wanted to bring Chris on too, to break that down, that this is for you to use too, you know, in your life as you're walking every day to step into your strengths. So Chris, tell us a little bit more about the Clifton Strengths. Oh, Katie, you said so much that just really resonated with me. I just had kind of like goosebumps going down my arms right now. Um, the Clifton Strengths, it's a personality assessment, essentially. And it's based on research on successful people. So Don Clifton was a psychologist who asked, what would happen if we started looking at what's right with people instead of focusing on what is wrong with them? So they compiled all this research. Um, and the idea was that we're more effective if we learn how to strengthen our natural talents rather than always focusing on um, trying to strengthen things we're not naturally good at. We have to be able to manage and be aware of those weaknesses. But again, if we can really tap into the things that we do well, we'll be able to support ourselves and others in much more natural kinds of ways. So they took a lot of data and they gathered everything to come up with these 34 categories or what they call themes of talent. And when you take the Clifton Strengths Assessment, you get the ranking of your 34 talents and a little insight to what each of those talents mean. And Katie, you said something early on about when you first saw your top themes, you're like, oh, I, I don't know, or kind of like didn't appreciate the value that was there. Um, I love that you you shared that because some people see it and they go, oh, yep, that's me. And they know right away it fits so naturally for them. Others like yourself and myself uh, see our top five sometimes and go, wait a minute, that doesn't feel right. Or I don't really like this particular theme. Uh, but the more we understand it and the more we see how it plays out in our lives, the more we see that we are able to bring things to the table that other people aren't always able to do um, and that we bring a unique perspective with us. 
I think they actually said it's a one in 33 million chance that someone else is going to have the exact same top five in the exact same order as you. So that really kind of gets into what makes you unique and what makes you special and powerful. Absolutely. I totally agree. And um, like you were saying, when I first saw my, you know, my, my top, my top one is empathy. And I knew that fit. I knew that made sense. I just didn't like that it was my top one because I so easily get drained and I so easily can be in an okay mood. And then I've gone out in public. I've been in a group of people. I've, you know, done a massage session or taught a class or something and I'm completely drained. And like for a whole day, I could be like that because I have to reset. And it was just like, when I first saw it, I was really like, are you effing kidding me? I was like, this is what is wrong with me, right? That was my initial thought. This is what is wrong with me. I'm just so empathetic to everybody around me. And then as we did the workshop, I took the test like the day before we did the workshop, by the way, I was supposed to take it like days prior, like a week prior or something like that. Everybody was like, so you have time to process what comes through. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Did it the day before. But that's me. I'm totally a procrastinator. I put it off to the last minute, which makes sense because all my execution category, you know, are like at the bottom of my list of strengths. Um, anyway, so what it also I came to understand was that for a long time, I had this kind of negative belief of like, I'm naive, like, I'm naive, I just don't see, you know, I've been hurt by people, right? I've had trauma in my life. And for a long time, I was like, I'm naive, I just don't see how people really are. And in reality, I see who people really are, because I feel who they really are. So I'm not naive. It's just that I can feel the real emotion, the realness. And so I have empathy to that. So I end up giving people more chances and I end up getting hurt. But having that knowledge now allows me to really say, okay, I, I can solidify my boundaries, right? Because I'm not crazy in seeing what's playing out and feeling something different. It's just that I can feel what's going on under the surface and I can have that empathy and also create boundaries to protect myself and what I need. So in the end, at first I was like, ah, in the end, it really kind of opened my eyes to understand that this can actually be a tool to create space for people and also support myself by not feeling crazy, by feeling different things. Mm -hmm knowing that I need to create these boundaries for myself and knowing that I can give empathy and understand someone else's feelings while also making sure that I am protected and boundaries are up. That, that example around empathy is a great one to share with your listeners. Um, so one thing to be cautious of is that when you hear the names of these themes, not to get too caught up in just what that one word alone means, right? It's, it's a title to describe a lot of different things. Uh, so with empathy, you talked about the natural ability you have to like just walk up to someone and feel 
what they are really feeling in that moment and to be able to sit with them. And it's, it really is a beautiful theme. I, I have a little uh, theme envy when it comes to empathy because it is number 34 out of 34 on my list. Um, so it is definitely on the lower end for me. Um, but what you were talking about, about how it drains you, um, the challenge with our talents is that we have to learn how to use them in productive ways, right? Uh, what Gallup, who actually owns Clifton Strengths, what they say about a weakness is that it's really a misapplication of talent. So when we are so empathetic to people that it almost slows us down, it, it drains us, it pulls away our energy, that we have to learn how to manage it, right? And you talk about setting those boundaries and setting time and space for you to just be with yourself and to let you process your own emotions and to kind of just get back into who you are. Um, that's a really important step in taking that empathy talent and really making it a strength so that when you are with people, you can bring your best energy to them. Uh, for me, again, since empathy is number 34 on my, my list, when I first saw that, I, I automatically said, oh my gosh, I am a horrible human being. Why is empathy down there, right? Um, but it doesn't mean that I can't be empathetic. My ability to empathize with people comes from some other talent themes that are higher up for me. Um, it's just that if I wanted to be like you and to really sit with people and, and feel what they're feeling, I would have to put much more effort into doing that because it's not something that comes naturally. And that's why we're all different, right? That's, and that, that's really the whole idea of discovering your strengths. So you can then use those strengths to tie in these other pieces that you want. Like you want to be more empathetic and you have other strengths that can support you in being, being empathetic in the way that serves you, that suits you, that fits you. Because we're all different. It, it doesn't mean that you can't be. It just means that it looks different for you than it does for me. And that's the beautiful thing about uniqueness. Like we get to meet people where they are in different ways at different times in different places, because sometimes, you know, you're going through something and you need somebody that's going to be a little bit more forceful or a little bit like not so understanding, right? Because sometimes you just need a kick in the pants and Sometimes you need a little bit more of a soft, gentle, you know, and sometimes you need something in between. Absolutely. So that's why in my work, what I, I do is I work with individuals and understanding what their strengths are. And then I also work with teams and looking at what their shared strengths are, where they might um, have some gaps, where they might be extremely different from one another um, and how to kind of navigate that. Because oftentimes when when we meet people and we see how different we are, that we have a tendency to judge or make assumptions, right? Um, or to be fearful about how to work with them, how to approach them. And when we can understand them from a place of strength and what they bring to the table and, um, you know, see what, where you might complement one another, it really is such a powering, um, such an empowering feeling and really does make teams more effective and stronger. Absolutely. I agree. Even when I first took the test and I was like, oh, empathy, number one, 
here we go. And then I took the workshop with Chris, you know, after taking the workshop, which was just a couple of hours, you know, she really kind of turned around my mindset around empathy to kind of make it a bit empower, like it was empowering a little bit to explore it further and see how it didn't have to be something bad, right? Or I didn't have to be focused on why I didn't like this. I could focus on how this gives me power and strength and how can I use it to strengthen other areas that I, I wanted to grow in, you know? So we've kind of already established that this is for anyone. Anyone can benefit from the, the assessment. So can you tell us more about like why anyone benefits from this assessment, like the purpose behind it? So we already talked a little bit about how the likelihood of you having the same top five as someone else, same word and everything is so slim, right? And how that really gets into what makes each person unique. Um, even someone else who might have empathy as number one, like you, Katie, based on what their other top themes are, empathy can come out looking very different, right? Um, you mentioned earlier that those executing themes, there, so there are these categories, they take those 34 themes and they place them into four different categories. And Katie mentioned executing. So themes that fit in the executing category are themes that can get things done. They are really just like, um, driven all the time, always working, high energy kinds of themes. Um, someone who has empathy and a lot of executing themes, they're going to carry out that empathy skill in different ways than someone who has empathy and a lot of relationship building themes. There's also strategic themes that, uh, you know, that person might sit and think a little bit more and process a little bit more about how they might be able to support people um, and then the last category is influencing. So people with those high influencing themes might take their empathy and go, okay, now how do I use what I know about what impacts people to create change, right? To get other people to understand. Um, so there's just so many different ways that each of these themes can play out in a person's life. So it's really helpful, again, to kind of know what your top themes are, how they Inter interact with one another. So when you know what your top themes are, when you know those different categories, those domains, whether it's influencing, relationship building, et cetera, you're able to use them more effectively when you're working with others. And then you're also able to reflect inward to think about what are those things that you need to take care of yourself? What are those things that fill you? Um, so Katie, having empathy really high, the things that are going to fill you are probably going to look different for me who has empathy very low. Um, just again, having that deeper understanding of who you are and having the language around it too. Cause I think sometimes we know who we are, but it's hard to articulate, right? So having that language to help us articulate who we are, what we need is really just helpful for people in their personal lives and understanding themselves. And that helps you to show up differently when you're with others. Absolutely. That is so true. And if I go back to, you know, I'm talking about how my number one was empathy, right? And one of the things that it really reminded me of that I knew, but, you know, I forgot because that's what happens. We know things and then sometimes they slip away because life happens. And it reminded me that a lot of times the stress that I feel 
or the anxiety that I feel is not actually my own. I feel it from, from, from other people. And because, um, you know, most of my top were relationship building qualities. And so that is my strength. And so within relationships, when I feel the anxiety and stress of someone else, I know that something's there, but everybody doesn't always want to talk about it. Right. So even though I say, Hey, you know, is something going on? Are you all right? And, and you can sense it even when they say they're not fine. And so I have to remind myself, well, just because I can feel this doesn't mean that I push the conversation, right? I just give them the space if they, it's here if they want it. And if they're not ready to talk about it or they don't want to, that's okay. But it also reminds me that when I'm feeling that stress and anxiety to kind of check in with myself and say, hey, is this mine? Am I really feeling this or am I taking this on from some direction? Um, so it really kind of supported me in that way to be able to see what is my stress? What is my anxiety? Um, to remind myself to create that space to just check in when those things come up. To, to be more accepting of what I am processing myself. Katie, I'm curious, how do relationships fuel you? That's a good question. I don't know if I have the total answer to that. However, I think that relationships, you know, I feel good when a relationship is built. I feel good when I've created space for connection with people within people. If it's connection with me or if it's connection with, you know, another people or a group of people, I enjoy creating that community aspect, that connectedness in a way where there aren't boundaries or judgments on that community. And what I mean by that is like, I don't believe that a relationship or a community has needs guidelines. Like, I believe that we get to be who we are in each moment, in every day, and still be connected, right? A lot of times, because as humans, we have this innate need to connect. Connection means survival. And when we feel a lack of connection or we feel a lack of belonging, we automatically go into survival mode. So when we feel like our connections are threatened, we automatically go into the stress response. And we also, as humans, have the need to expand, the need to grow and to, you know, expand in life. And sometimes when we get into that expansion space, we feel like our connection and our belonging fades away. And so we don't expand. We block ourselves from expanding because we feel this connection is threatened, right? And so I really enjoy creating a space where the relationship, the community is that we can be connected, we can belong, no matter what expansion we're going into, no matter if we're in a time of pause or if we're expanding greatly and we're completely changing and transforming who we are, you still belong, you're still connected, we're still in this space together. So really, I guess I did have the answer to the question, I just <laughs> didn't know I did until you asked it. Um, you know, but really, because there is so much, so many communities out there, so much, so many relationships out there that it's kind of like you have to fit in this box to belong. You have to you have to be this way. And if you change, then you don't fit in. And 
that's just not, it's, I just don't believe in that. You know, we are all different. We are all unique and we are all always evolving. And so creating that connection where we can be who we are in whatever moment, whatever that looks like, and still be in that relationship and connected. I hear so many of your other themes coming out through your response right there. (laughs) I mean, empathy is clearly in there, right? Like being, allowing people to have that space to be who they are and appreciating who they are and embracing it. Um, connectedness was your, your number two, which is that concept of believing that there, there is a link between things, you know, and believing that we are meant to be connected to one another. And we're meant to, um, just have that, that space in that community. Uh, I hear the developer side of you too, which I think probably comes out in your yoga teaching and comes out in your podcast, right? Trying to help people see when they make progress and recognize that progress. And you're probably one to kind of spot those signs and help people, you know, uh, just encourage them to keep going. Um, And that adaptability side of you too, being able to kind of like appreciate anyone who walks in the door and say, yeah, we can make space for you. And I'll go with the flow. I'll make space. I'll figure things out so that you can feel that sense of belonging here. You know, just in that one response to one question, Katie, you just shone right through um, all of your different themes are just kind of at play in who you are. And again, that speaks to just how we are really very unique and how our approach to life and our, our views on the world and how we show up in the world can be so, so different and, and beautiful in different ways. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think that taking the Clifton Strengths test. Anybody who's been listening to me for a long time, and if you're new, you'll learn quickly. My biggest struggle has always been self-worth. That has always been my biggest struggle. I just wrote a chapter in the book, Entangled No More, you know, and it was really based on the belief that I didn't matter, that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't enough. This is like the key points of my struggle. And, And whenever I'm in a spot of healing, this is what I'm healing. It shows up in different ways. Every time I evolve, every time I expand, there's a different way that it comes in, you know, and that's what healing is. It, it shows up in different ways and then you heal it and you, you expand, right? But what I think that the Clifton Strengths really did for me was it, it kind of boosted my self-esteem in these areas, right? Underst- it gave me this understanding of myself that I had, but I didn't have. It kind of brought it into the forefront, Right. And it really allowed me to embrace my strengths and to say, what am I doing? You know, like whenever I write an email or I write a post or I do something, I kind of like to end it in a question, but like an actionable question, like what can you do for yourself to blank, 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 or how can you empower yourself this week? Right. I always kind of end with questions like that because it's like developing that action. It's developing that thought process, right? And knowing that I have that development strength, it makes sense. Because sometimes I question, I'm like, well, shouldn't I write these questions? Maybe people don't like asked, being asked those questions. But that's who I am, right? That's I. My purpose behind it is to inspire you and empower you to take action that's going to support your healing and your expansion. Taking the test supported me in learning these strengths embracing these strengths and having a little bit more self-esteem and kind of stepping into my my self-worth of being who I am and unique and what I can offer to the world. 
So I thank you, Chris, for providing the opportunity to do that test and the workshop with you. I thank you for being here with us today. And listener, if you would like to connect with Chris, you can find her at... It's Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at Fresh leapcoaching.com. I will drop it in the show notes. Yes. So it's easily accessible. I will also drop Chris's website down there. So you can learn a little bit more about Chris and taking the Clifton Strengths assessment. So thank you for being here with us, Chris. Thank you listener for showing up today. And um, if you are enjoying the podcast, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And um, I'd love to read a review from you. Love to hear your feedback and I'll meet you back here next week. <music>